What's up, everybody? Welcome back to this week's episode of the Extra Point Podcast, presented to you by Bleacher Fan Sports. It is Sully and Jones rolling in the duo this week. Uh, Tommy Bunn's taking another week off, career hiatus. Um, but we're going to have an excellent show. we got a lot, lot to talk about, mostly NBA draft stuff. Uh, but before we dive into that, we have to address uh, Orenthal James Simpson joining the Twitter world. Uh, OJ came out in a with a storm of videos and, and tweets uh, announcing to the world that he had some uh, getting evening even to do getting evening or how I forget how he getting even to do yeah uh, to do so yeah um, take that for what it is uh, on face value um, but uh, yes yeah, since then he's been. Uh, kind of refuting things left and right about his past. Uh, one being that he's not Khloe Kardashian's dad, calling bullshit still. Um, and uh, another, he's given out fantasy advice. Apparently he doesn't know about like eight of the top ten running backs in the NFL because he still thinks that Todd Gurley is like the only running back in the league. Um so yeah, OJ joining Twitter is interesting, and he's you know what does he got? He's I know he's got to be over a million followers now. I mean, I didn't I didn't know that was his name. The orth, what was it? Would you say Orthril? Or Orenthal James? Orenthal James. That's a weird name. Wow, I bet no one really knew that. I didn't even know that. I don't know. The only thing is, I don't think he. I mean, Chloe's obviously before she got all dolled up. She's I mean she's pretty beat looking compared to the rest. I don't. Uh, the years don't check out from when the affair happened and her being born. They're very, they're a, quite a few years apart. Um, when did the? If, I, I remember I looked it up. I, they're at least four or five years apart from her birth and the the original um, bathtub incident where he, uh, you know, obviously slept with Christian, which we all we all know happened. But um, it could have happened again at a later date. Obviously, that happens with people, but. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if, if if he is. I mean, maybe that's where she gets her size. But they they look awful lot alike, Fa- facial structure wise. Um, if you just kind of look at them side by side, Chloe clearly doesn't look like the rest of the rest of the the sisters. Um, even her half sisters, like it, it's not even like it's not even close. No, no. Oh, I, I, I There's no way. Um... Who do they say is the father? Well, the rumor is OJ, but I mean, uh, theoretically, Kardashian, Robert Kardashian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's obviously, he's obviously not the dad. But I just think Kris Jenner is a huge whore, and I think, I I mean, I think it could be fucking anybody. It could have been the backup power forward for the Lakers at the time, fucking James Worthy. (laughs) I I mean, I'm taking, I'm taking the field personally. I'm going to take the field. Um, That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, you know, it really, you know. I'll I'll uh, I'll take the millions and millions of pool of people that she's probably slept with. Um, yeah, she ain't no saint anyway. You slice it. O- OJ has seven hundred and fifty, almost seven hundred and fifty three thousand Twitter followers in like a week. Jesus, do you follow him? Uh, of course. I'm not too big into Twitter, but I, I guess I'll give him the follow. Um, I guess how can you not? I mean. I mean, I saw I saw some fake tweets about him. Like he's just. For the record, the real OJ thirty two is his official account at the real OJ thirty two. No underscores, no spaces, none of that bullshit. At the real OJ thirty two. Somehow he doesn't have Twitter verification yet, but that is the that is the. He's thing. following eleven people. Let's see who he's following. He's following the PGA Tour. So he likes golf. He's following Twitter moments, Twitter support, Twitter verified. The Buffalo Bills makes sense. NFL makes sense. Um, Tim Graham, he has a blue check point. I don't know who that is. He's a writer. Uh, oh, he's a writer. USC football uh, makes sense. The Heisman Trophy also makes sense. 
Justin Simpson. Who, that's his son. That's his son. Okay. Um, and Malcolm Laverne. Probably his attorney. Yeah, that look. Um, doesn't. Yes, the Juice's lawyer. <laughs> the Juice's lawyer. So, really keeping a circle small there. Um, this this guy is this guy's nuts. How how much how much longer till he's back in jail? I don't know, man. <laughs> and for the record, since we started this conversation, he's gained a uh, uh, ten thousand or a thousand Twitter followers. Sorry. Yo, he his tweet was with you know um, the status of uh, Hill in certain. He's he's thinking about taking Mayfield over Mahomes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Right. Yeah, Baker yeah, Mayfield's give, the number one quarterback in in the NFL. I'll, I'll give him I'll give him six weeks until he does something. I'll give him three months until he's back in jail. Hey, he's debating between Baker Mayfield and Todd Gurley for the number one pick, and he asks if he's missing someone. Yeah, OJ, oh, you're oh. Mi- you're missing about twenty five players. <laughs> you're missing about you know half the running backs in the league: OBJ, Hopkins, Brown. Yeah, I mean they. He must not have been playing fantasy football when he was in prison. If you think about it, he was really not around for the the like the the brunt of fantasy football because he went in in what like oh eight oh nine something like that. And fantasy football now has become so big with like you know mobile and stuff. Um, it's definitely yeah. a completely different game ten years later. I mean, it's it's huge now, especially now you have DFS. DFS wasn't even a thing when he went to jail. No. Was it? So, welcome, welcome to the Twitter universe, OJ. Um, you know, we we only we only got five tweets so far. Um, three of them are videos, and one of them is him not knowing anything about fantasy football. So uh, he's lo- it looks like he's given us about one one tweet a day for the last four days. So, all right, he's keeping us on our seat. Yeah, we'll we'll see what we get from OJ. Uh, tomorrow we got something at noon today. It was some quote from his mother, but uh, we'll see what we get from tomorrow. That is OJ on Twitter. Uh, now we can move on to the cream of the crop of this episode about tomorrow night, Thursday night's NBA draft. Um, draft is always an exciting time. Uh, it's always a little nerve wracking. Knicks are always picking at the top unless they, uh, Traded away their pick for Andrea Bargnani or some you know other thirty-seven-year-old superstar that never was, um, you know that which is every other year. So this year we actually got a top three pick, even though we deserve the number one pick. Uh, but I'll take it. Uh, so let's uh, we're going to talk about you know our top our top ten picks, uh, kind of guys that we think who could be bust, who could have the biggest breakout potential, um, rookie of the All-star. year spots. Yeah, potential trades. Um, we're gonna go through it all. Um, so I guess we could we could start with something that'll probably be pretty unanimous for us. Uh, but let's go with our top five picks. So, top five picks we have the the Pelicans, the uh, Grizzlies, the Knicks, followed by the Pelicans again via the Anthony Davis trade, and f- finished out the top five with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, so who do you got? Obviously, we know who we both got going number one, and most yeah. likely number two, and most likely number three. Um, yeah. So, I think it's pretty... Woj actually just tweeted out the Knicks are centered in on... Uh, and pretty much decided they're taking R.J. Barrett at three. Um, despite the, the Garland workout today. So, yeah. that's that's probably what I wanted to hear um, at this point. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you got to expect it's going to be Williamson... Morant, Barrett, and then the kind of the conversation starts at four. Um, yeah, really, four is really the first draft pick. Yeah, I know. Yeah, usually, uh, it's, it's not. It's rare you you go to the fourth pick where you you don't know one of the picks. Yeah. Usually, usually there's usually it's not set in stone the first three like this. This is, um, little a little little yeah set in stone there, but and I know. think four was set in stone until the Lakers traded it. I think they were going to take Garland. Yeah, well, I, I think there's a good. Cha- I mean, I think there's a possibility the Pelicans trade this as well. Um, yeah, I think if if they can trade this somehow, if they can pull off something for Bradley Beal, um, 
maybe, I don't know, maybe Josh Hart, a future first-round pick and the fourth pick and something to make the money work for, you know, um, you know, someone... Someone that eats up some money. They don't. Do they have? Do they have Omri or Aishik still? Do they have like uh, I don't think so. The or no, probably they'd probably throw in like a Solomon Hill to make the money. I was work. gonna say Solomon Hill is the guy they yeah, didn't want makes to get like rid of. Thirteen million. Uh, and then yeah, obviously the the cash considerations for the first round picks. So actually, I mean, I, I mean, they'll, they'll they could make the pick. They probably will make the pick. But um, I know. They the Hawks do also want to move up. Um, yeah, they don't have to give up that much. They get to trade Etwan more too. The, the Pelicans are going to be about eight, depending on where the final cap settles out, about uh, eighteen to twenty million under the cap. Yeah, so they're they're still yeah they yeah that's true they they still are under it. That's a good and point. Um, and I still Bradley Beal take... makes twenty seven ish twenty seven yes, change. So they they wouldn't have to clear that much. I, I I still have them taking Darius Garland if they make the pick. Um, because I think I think they like Drew they like Drew Holiday more as a combo guard. I don't know if they see him solely as a point guard. Um, he plays a little bit of both. Um, he kind of depends on the year. Sometimes he's a one. Sometimes he's a two. Um, what about Lonzo? I, I honestly I don't I don't know if if first of all I don't know if they're gonna keep him long term there. I don't know if. I don't know if he's a long-term fixture there. I mean, he's 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 good. He, I mean, but with his injury concern, um, how can you how can you rely on him I I injury wise? Well, I mean, I mean uh, maybe he starts wearing Nikes and not those fucking big baller, uh, I mean, you know, so steel yeah, toe yeah, shoes. You know, um, what did he miss? Forty, fifty games last year. Um, I don't know. I mean, I I, I think. I think Darius Garland is someone that not pe- people don't know a lot about um, because of you know because he only played five games at Vanderbilt. But I've seen his highlights. This guy's this guy's a freak. But I think it's still even possible that they 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 do draft him and they could trade him after the fact because he's probably the best player available um, on the board. He may he might be the best player available at four. Um, and there's a lot of teams that need a point guard, so they could still um, you know swap him but i don't know i mean I, lonzo and zion is a nice is a good good option but only if, if if lonzo's healthy i don't really didn't he miss time his first season too yeah not as much not as much and then he missed time his second season and then you have to deal with his dad um i don't know yeah i almost i almost forgot for a second that he's on he's on the team but um i don't, I don't know who do you have them taking I think if they hold on to the pick, I think they go with either Culver or uh, uh, Hunter, DeAndre Hunter from Virginia. I think they just need a they need a, a two way guy, um, and both of those guys solve that. Uh, obviously, Hunter outplayed Culver in the in the national championship, but uh, I like both their games. Um, I yeah. watched them both a lot this past year, uh, so I, I think both of them would be a great fit alongside that team. Um, and yeah. and they wouldn't have to start right away necessarily. Yeah, yeah, they're a little similar. I have I have uh, Hunter going to the Cavs at five. They obviously need two way players as well. Hunter's three and D. Um, with Hunter, you're probably a more versatile defender. You're probably getting uh, a better shooter right now. Culliver's probably the better on one on one defender. Um, I think Hunter's got a little higher ceiling, um, but. If if he's available, I think I think the Cavs will take Hunter because they they and pair him with Sexton, um, get a little guard forward combo, and then they'll be looking to flip Kevin Love probably at some point this season during the trade deadline. Get get another asset for him um, and clear some of that cap debt that they're severely in um, from all their awful contracts. Thompson and Smith. I mean, I, I also hear J.R. Smith will be traded um, by draft day. That'll that's, be interesting. That's the word on the street, so I don't know what you can get for him. But um, if you can get anything for him, that's great. And that, Future that, second. You know, that, what does he do, 17 million, 15, 16, at least 14 million, I think. J.R. Smith, I think, uh, I think like, yeah, maybe like 12 or 13. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely double figures. It's somewhere in the 12 to, I think, 15 range. Wow, wow. Uh, 14 or 15.6 next year. What is it? Fifteen point six next year. Fifteen point six. So I, I was I, I was right. 
Um, and they yeah. Brandon Knight on the books too for fifteen point six. Yeah, that's 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 awful. Jordan Clarkson thirteen point four. John Henson, yeah. so many 10. just so many like bottom of the bench guys just making fifteen mil a year. They they got like nine eighth guys. Yeah, yeah, not 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 good. I mean, Kevin Love is probably the only one with a contract that's actually playing well that actually plays well. So I like Larry Nance. I don't mind Larry Nance's contract. Larry Nance made he he signed a front loaded contract. So he he makes twelve point seven next year and goes down to eleven point seven, ten point six, and nine point six over the next four years. That you can deal with. I mean, but he's not he's not he's not a player to build around. He's a no. He's a a, a complimentary piece. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I, I just saying I, I don't mind him at that number. I don't think that's a bad contract. Yeah. Who's, who do you have at, at the, for the Cavs at five? I have Hunter and Culver at four and five. Whoever, gotcha. Whoever, I think I think the, the Pelicans would take Culver, and I'd, I'd have Hunter going to the Cavs at five. But whoever the Pelicans don't take out of those two, I have going there. And I guess if they take Garland, I I have them. I I probably have the Cavs going with Hunter. Yeah. So. Are we going no, to six, sir? Uh, no, let's let's take a break from our picks right now and get let's talk a little bit about uh, rookie of the year. Obviously, everyone's gonna guess Zion and his odds are I think they're like two to six to win rookie of the year um, next year on a lot of sports books. But if you couldn't pick Zion for rookie of the year, and I'm even at this point, I, I'm even for the sake of the conversation, I'm even gonna take out John Morant. Um, yeah, because I think he's the obvious answer. I think he might be the obvious answer because you got a lot of it's a lot of cooks to feed there. And if you're talking about Lonzo, the fourth pick, whoever it is, Zion, they still have cap room. Um, you have Drew Holiday, Zion. I mean, I don't think Zion is gonna offensively put up insane numbers. No, what do you, I mean? What do so, you realistically? What's Zion like? If he has a good rookie year, like fifteen. Realistically, I 15 think fifteen to seventeen. Yeah, I think Zion's about. Um, I never really actually thought put a number to it, but I'd, I'd probably say about fifteen and a half point, fourteen and a half to fifteen and a half a game, fifty percent shooting, maybe thirty percent from three, struggling from three. Um, you know, like two steals a game. Who's going to be the Pelicans' first option on offense next year? Drew Holiday, Brandon Ingram. Uh, Drew Holiday for sure. Drew Holiday. Drew, he'll be their first option. Um, and then probably. And then it's and then it's going to be Ingram or, um, then it'll be Ingram or Zion. But I mean, they're going to be you know that's another guy Ingram. They got a they got a few people over there. Um, they could also use a big man too. But there's obviously no real. This is an awful draft for big men. Um, really, we're not even thinking about considering big men until around nine or ten. Um, with this guy from France and then uh, Jackson Hayes down there. So. Um, but yeah, I think his defensive numbers are going to pop out more. I think maybe like almost two steals, 1.7 steals, 1.8 blocks. Um, but I think John Morant, if I had to pick someone, it'd honestly be John Morant with the, with, you know, we said we can't pick him with the departure of Michael Conley today, um, to the Utah Jazz. Yeah, that all but locks up Morant at number two. Yeah, that locks him up and that gives him, that lets him, you know, to me, I think he's taken 20 shots a game this year. I think he's... You could book him in like Steph Curry, like a volume. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, go back to last year's Rookie of the Year race. Like, who were the gu- two guys? The two guys that had two Trae top Young five picks and, that had the ball in their hand at all times. And Doncic and and Trey Young probably put up you know seventeen shots. They both put up a good amount of shots a game. Trey Young more. Um, so yeah, John Morant's gonna have. I mean, so I mean, I could see John Morant putting up eighteen, nineteen a game. Yeah, um, but but if we're for the sake of the argument, we're not. We're not including one of those two guys. Uh, I, honestly, I hate to just do chalk, but I'd have to say um, R.J. Barrett. I mean, yeah, even if, you know, he's going to get a lot of opportunity. Um, even if they sign Durant, Durant's not playing next year, so he'll have the opportunity and he'll get he'll get the volume. That's the thing with rookies. You, you It's all about uh, opportunity and volume, really. I mean... You need, you know, aside from the one year with, what was it, Malcolm Brogdon getting, winning the rookie of the year with 10 points a game or something because it was an awful draft. Um, yeah, yeah, that was you a need, really bad draft. 
it was a really, really bad one. I mean, he's obviously become a very good player, Malcolm Brogdon, two-way player. But, uh, you know, I mean, you're, you're talking, you got to be scoring in the teens to win. So, you know, R.J. Barrett had done things um, no one's ever done at his age, putting up the points, what is it, 23 points and, uh, what is it, seven, eight rebounds a game at the age of 18. No one's ever done that in the history of the game um, collegiately in their in their 18-year-old, when they were 18. So, um He's a lefty. He's talented. He can he can shoot. He um he can drive. He really he's going to be putting up a lot of shots too. And it, it wouldn't surprise me if he's putting up eighteen, nineteen a game. And if the Knicks sign someone else, or if they get someone like a good you know you know a max guy, if they sneak in the playoffs, maybe seven eight seed. If they have a I don't know maybe a, a Kemba, a Kyrie, or a Jimmy Butler, whatever whatever it may be. If they have another guy and Barrett can take them to the playoffs. I mean, you know, it's more than most of these teams can say. The Cavs are going to be in the playoffs. The Suns won't be in the playoffs. The Bulls won't be in the playoffs. The The Hawks, the Hawks are an interesting team. They probably won't make the playoffs. So they have a very good young rebuilding team there. The Wizards obviously won't be. Um, none of these teams are really going to be in playoff contention. So, um, you know, a team that ha- a player that has good team success and and a lot of uh, opportunity in Barrett. I think I think he'd be the pick. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you on Barrett, but uh, just for the sake of sake of uh, difference, I'll throw out a couple names just b- based on fits. I, if if these guys land in this spot, if the if the Suns draft Kobe White, I think that could be another potential. Um, yeah, that, I I have I have them taking him. The the kid um, can already score. He's you know. People have been raving about him this week, uh, and the Suns have needed a point guard forever. They have he's gonna have a million people to pass to. Um, you know, a couple of shooters, a couple of athletic wings and an athletic big and Aiton. Uh so there there's opportunity there. And then second is the third Duke guy that not a lot of people are talking about either is Cam Reddish. Oh, I um, hate him. A lot of people don't like him. But I, I, him. I think if he goes to Atlanta at eight, that's a great fit for him and he could have a lot. I mean, you know, they got Collins up top or down low. Uh, Trey Young at point. Um, they just Herder. traded away Prince. Yeah, Hoiter at the yeah. at the shooting guard. Um, I think he could be a perfect three four guy um, and really kind of be like a, a go to wing offensive player. Um, I think he got overshadowed at Duke last year. Um, maybe he clearly did not play up to his potential or what people thought his potential was. Um, and I think he really could he could be given a chance to flourish in Atlanta. Um, granted, you know that's probably my third, fourth, should, or fifth choice. But he should he should yeah he should have it he should have you know some opportunity. It's a good young team. Um, I have him going there as well. But um, I mean it, it, you know he was overshadowed. But uh, the times for me, I mean what did he shot like thirty five percent or thirty four percent for the year. Obviously t- very bad for the standards, but just. I don't know. I mean, when Zion was out, it was just Cam Reddish and really Cam Reddish. It were like he was an afterthought. I mean, he was he wasn't shooting efficiently. He wasn't scoring a lot at all. So you could say he was overshadowed. But even when he had opportunities, he wasn't. Maybe I don't know if it was lack of confidence. I don't know. I heard he was talking about he didn't take care of his body well. He looks like an NBA player. That's what it is. He looks like one. Yeah. He's, he looks like, you know, uh, DeAndre Hunter. He looks like Jared Culliver. He's built like these guys. He's big. He's long. He's strong, especially for his size, you know. He's also a smart kid. He's well-spoken. I, I've seen some interviews with him this week because you didn't, you didn't really see that that much at Duke because of, you know, RJ and Zion. Yeah. Like, he didn't get – he never he rarely got the post-game interview, you know. Um, yeah. So I was, I was surprised and impressed with how well put together he seemed. Um, but with that, um, I think we've exhausted that. Let's uh, let's let's go to six through ten. Um, so six through ten, you have Phoenix, Chicago, Atlanta, Washington, and then Atlanta again picking at ten, conveying the Dallas pick from last season's Luka Doncic trade. Um, so who we got six through ten? Got Kobe White to the Suns. Uh, you touched upon it a little bit. I mean, I think. Um, I've heard, I could see them liking Terry Scarlin here, but I've heard they like Colby White over him if he does fall there. Um, yeah, Colby White, uh, in an offense where they need multiple ball handers and they haven't had multiple ball handers, it's really just been, um, 
you know, Booker playing the one, which he turns it over too much. He doesn't have the ball handling skills for to be a point guard on a young team. To They need someone to get the ball to um, Aiton in the post. Um, that's really what they're missing. They have so much talent. They have Jackson. They have, uh, you know, uh, what's from Villanova? What's his name? Um, Bridges. You know, they have Aiton. They have Booker. I mean, they they had. I mean, they even had Jamal Crawford and Ariza last year. They had a lot of like vet, good veteran leadership. Um, they're really just messing up point guard, like a pure point guard for like five years now. Ball. Yeah, it's been literally been four or five years, and and you and you know the perfect situation for them is they get the number two pick, like they finish with the second worst record, and they get John Morant, and that team is scary. That team might make the playoffs. Yeah, if that happens, I, I mean, maybe that's a little bit of a stretch or getting excited, but maybe that's they're fighting for an eight If you're talking about. If the Suns had a John Morant, a Devin Booker, uh, Jackson, um, Bridges, and Eaton down low, I mean that that could be a dynamic, fun team to watch. Oh, well, but, well, well, I was just talking that uh, like Jackson, he wouldn't be surprised if Jackson's dealt before the draft or on draft night. That's interesting. I mean, he yeah, he obviously hasn't looked great, but he's also what? He's still twenty years old. Yeah, he did he's get arrested very, yeah. twice this off season, or like. Detain. I don't know if he actually got like arrested, but he had a couple run-ins with the law. Yeah, I mean, I doubt they'll sell low on him though, but he'll probably still have interest. Yeah. Um, this is the same guy Phil Jackson was going to trade KP for. Nice. Yeah. Good. Good. Way to go, Phil. Who do you have, Garland or White? There. I have White there too. Um, a lot of people don't realize how big Kobe White is. He's like six five, six six. Six, yeah, he's really he's really tall. Yeah, um, so like I think a lot of that gives him like early advantages, like to have like Westbrook type numbers for a rookie, like early on. Um, yeah, he's really long. Yeah, I mean he needs to improve his decision making and his defense, but uh, in a place like Phoenix, like he, he's great in transition, um, and that's like you know what Phoenix does. He's great at penetrating. Um, all he's got to do is hit an open Devin Booker and. He's going to average, you know, seven, eight assists a game. Um, so, yeah, six, I have Kobe White. And then seven, I have uh, given that Hunt. I think if Hunter's available here, they take Hunter. But because Hunter's not available, I think Chicago goes with Garland at seven. Um, and they're happy with that, uh, considering that, that he, could work out with them because I think they're kind of over Chris Dunn. Yeah, they, they, very seem, they seem to be very over Chris Dunn. Um, I was never high on Chris Dunn, really. Yeah, uh, it's not like he's necessarily been given the right opportunity, but whatever it is, I thought, you know. Yeah, I mean, he has potential. I mean, I saw uh, he was at Providence, right? Yeah, Providence. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I thought you know that was a solid young core they had um, with Dunn, Levine, Marketing, Carter. I mean, it looks. I thought it looked good on paper, um, but yeah. Talk about a trade gone wrong. They're about to, you know, that that Minnesota team. Two years ago, that was like, oh, they're going to be like a, a West contender in like two years. And now it's like, oh, shit, they have, they're about to have Towns and a fucking trash-ass uh, Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. And that's oh, it. For the, for the Timberwolves? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like, mean, a, talk about a deal going wrong. Yeah, seriously. I mean, that's that's rough. Um, but I actually, in, in mine, I have colorful still there because I, I had Garland going at four. Um, so Jar- I have Jared Culliver going to the Bulls. Um, he could play a little small forward for them because they could use a small forward, but you know, they could obviously use a point guard as well. Um, so, I mean, if Garland's there, they'll, they'll, I think they'll definitely take Garland. But if, if, if Culliver, Culliver, um, is there, I mean, he's definitely a good three and D player for them. They definitely need defense. They got their front court pretty much set. I mean, with uh, marketing and Wendell Carter, that's a good start. Um, a little inside outside game. Um, you know, you got, you know, got Carter's a good uh, defender and then marketing is, is really had a very good year scoring the ball. So, and rebounding for that matter too. So, um, and then we, we go to eight. I think we probably have the same pick here. We have the uh, Hawks taking Cam Reddish. Yep. Yeah, love that fit. Um, um, we talked about. I think we talked a, about it. Why? It's a very, it's a very boomer bust pick for me. Um, they can and, afford that with eight and ten, though. They can, they can because they yeah they do have multiple picks. I, I so I think he's the the sexy pick there. Um, I'm not a fan of him, but they do need a, a forward. Um, he'll have opportunities. Um, you know, 
you know, it's. I mean, if 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 he has as good as advertised, if he lives up to his talent, they're going to be a really, a really solid team in the future. Um, and then nine, we have the Wizards. Um, also, I think there can be a trade here. Um, I think they might try and trade up um, if they get rid of Bradley Beal. Or I mean, the Wizards really got screwed in this draft. I mean, a few teams did obviously, but the Wizards at nine. I mean, they had a really bad year. I think they were hoping to be a top five, six, seven pick. They didn't. Um, yeah, they were slated for sixth. I mean, because out of all these teams, I would have to undoubtedly say the Wizards have the worst future. Of well, yeah, they're of, they're so fucked. Actually, no, I I don't know. Wizards or Cavs? Who do you think has the better future? Um, I'd rather be the Cavs. You can get Which like you're saying a lot. Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, because they both pretty much have one. Well, the Cavs have this draft pick. Other than that, the one asset is Sexton, really. And then you go to the other side of the Wizards. Their one asset asset is Beal. So it's a matter of what they, you know, if they turn him into anything or if they decide to keep him. And this ninth pick, I don't even know if I'd call it an asset. I mean, it's so low in a in a in a weaker draft. Your draft that's not that deep after four or five. Um, yeah, I mean, so I mean, I, I agree. I think, but I think because of that, if they stay here, I think they go for like a real boomer bust pick. And with that, I think they're either taking that the French kid that everyone's talking French. about, yeah. uh, Dumboyo, um, yeah. or uh, Bulbul. That's Bul- a little early for me, but I, I yeah, it's similar type of players. I see what you're. Yeah, Bo- I mean, Bobol ceiling is is ridiculous. Bobol could be the best player in this draft. Yeah, like he could. He could. He's seven two with a seven five wingspan, and he um, averaged twenty one a game shooting threes. Yeah, he he shot fifty percent from three. I mean, I mean, I mean, obviously, I mean, what was his dad's name? Is it Malik Bol? What was his dad's name? I forgot. His, his dad. His dad was you know pretty much very similar to him in regards to stature. Maybe even taller and just even skinnier when he came out. Oh, Man- was it Manute? I think it's Manute Bull. Manute um, Bulls, yeah. His, his Manute dad Bull, yeah. was tall. His dad was even taller and even skinnier. His dad, um, they needed a special weight program for him. My, my dad would tell me, like, this guy, you know, could block shots. Not as good a shooter at all as his son, though. So, oh, no. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, he really, he really got his son in, in some sort of, you know, this new, this new game. Um, you need to be making shots, especially if you're, uh, you know, if you're not making shots and you're tall and lanky, I mean, and you can, blo- and you can just block shots. You're just, you're literally just Nerland's Noel and, and that there's really no place for a Nerland's Noel, a, a rim rider and someone block shots. That's, you need to be able to stretch the floor, whether it's the 18 feet or whether it's the 24 feet to the three yeah. point. I mean, if, if Bobo did not get hurt with a specifically with a foot injury this year, he would be an unquestioned top five pick yes he would he would be probably the fourth pick yeah and you you would see in in this case the pelicans taking him needing a you know could be using a big man uh, uh, Jack, that julius randall opted out um of his 9.6 million dollar um thing he's gonna get a lot more money than that but yeah i i i, I see where you're going there i think the, i i hear everyone's gonna they're gonna say this they're gonna take the french kid though so um I'll go with the experts in, in that. Uh, what's his name? Was it Sekou Diombo? Diomboya. Diomboya. Okay. Yeah, he's very yeah, but he's a little you know he's like six nine, two twenty, two thirty. He's a little yeah, a little I, bit. I heard someone for, call him. I think Fran Fertiller, one Mike Schmidt, one of the draft guys, called him the best, arguably the best athlete in this draft. It was like first of all, like I mean, including that's including Zion. Yeah, relax. Hunter. Reddish and, and and then they showed like they showed like highlights and this dude's doing like you know like finger rolls and like getting bumped and making like off balance shots. I'm like okay, yeah. like Zion broke sixty five backboards at Duke. Like don't tell me about yeah. best. Athlete. I, I think he reminds me a little bit. Yeah, I haven't seen a ton of tape on him, but but I think he reminds me a little bit like a Jonathan Isaac from um, Florida State that who the magic took who kind of started to come into his own a little bit this year this is his second year he missed last year from injury a lot a little bit like a jonathan isaac very um high ceiling very tall yeah i was really high on isaac too coming in i loved that pick for the magic yeah i mean i mean it's um i mean what so he'll be in his third year he's not he started to come around last year it's not like he towards the end of the year so 
trying to come up with his numbers, but he didn't. He's st- he's still very young too. Um, yeah, he put up he put up ten points a game and five and a half boards, so that's not bad for your second year after your first year. Orlando really could be they could be real bad next year. Orlando, yeah, Orlando, Orlando's the one team that like has not really improved at all. Like the best they can get is like an eleven seed every year. They've been terrible for like eight. They've years. been terrible. I mean, they just keep whether they've had Tobias Harris. Uh, they've had Evan Fournier as one of their best players. So they had they had Vucevic have a career year, and it still didn't lead to anything. Yeah, one win in the playoffs. Oh, I for, I forgot they made the playoffs. Uh, yeah, I forgot they made the playoffs this year. They, that's how bad they were. Yeah, they were they were I the mean, most uneventful team in the NBA last year. Yeah, it's like yeah, one of they, those they, teams. Like the, the Knicks used to have years like that in like the mid two thousands, where it's like. Yeah, they get they sneak into the playoffs with like you know thirty nine or forty two wins, and it's like oh they're on the what up and that? up, and it's like but your your roster's terrible. Like you yeah, have, you have no one that's like you got a you got eleven role players in your team with like their ceiling was this year. Yeah, exactly. Their ceiling was this year as a seven. I completely even forgot they made the playoffs. They had players have career years, and they won one game against the Raptors. That's the best. They won a game against the Raptors. That was literally the, uh, the, the highlight. highlight of their season. Yeah, and I mean. Sure, you could, you could say we beat the NBA champions one game, but um, you just caught him sleeping. I mean, he, I don't know. They they got to trade Vucevic because he's actually good. He's a free agent. Oh, he's a free agent too? Yeah, unrestricted. They should have traded him. I remember because I, I, I remember we thought they were gonna they were gonna trade him at the deadline, or I thought they did at least were going to because it, it's it's the same situation we're talking about. Do you want to be a seven or eight seed, win one game and lose? Or do you want to get something for a player having a career year? Sell high. Um, yeah. This just said Chris Middleton will decline his $13 million option. That was um, not breaking news, but something we could see. And obviously yeah. Al Horford declined. Not obviously. Al Horford declined his $30 million option and is going to leave the Celtics. That's Yeah, that was cool. a, a quite a turn of events. That was, yeah. That was, I mean, that just shows you, I think, how much of a mess that locker room is. For Al Horford, someone in what is he, thirty-three years old, um, on the downside of his career, a smart player, good veteran, could earn thirty million dollars. So he's nope, I'm good. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm I'm good on Terry Rozier. I'm good on the Kyrie saga. I'm good on Hayward and his contract, and and Stevens making a mess of this whole thing. Um, that yeah, that that really shocked me. But a lot of people are speculating that he's already got an offer. He's already got a verbal commitment from someone for like a three or four year offer, like worth like sixty to eighty million. You know where I could see him going? I think this is a good fit, but I don't. It was I reported uh, Lakers, Clippers, Mavs are the are the yeah. People I see interested. the Lakers. Yeah, because they can get him for less than the max because they're not going to have the max. Yeah, but that's the only the only thing. Yeah, that's the only thing though is that. I think they want to divide that money up among more players if they can. If they're if they're not getting a max level, I mean, it, no, know, but I maybe mean, they can give Horford a three year, fifty million dollar deal. You know, maybe. But I see, I see, I see the. I think the um, the Lakers need to. I think they need to bring back Rondo. I think they need a shooting guard like a Redick or a Danny Green, and then I think they need, you know. Then they probably need a whore for two. I don't know if they could. Well, someone's getting the mid-level exception there, and I mean, it would probably be who Rondo. Uh, they got him for the minimum last year. You're going to pay him eight million dollars more than you did oh, last year. So I mean, maybe maybe you can get Danny Green for the maybe he, maybe Danny Green for the yeah or JJ Redick because JJ Redick's been what JJ Redick is he made JJ Redick twenty three or something twenty four twenty million a year last year he made twelve and a half or thirteen. But the, the year before, before, he, the made, year before he made like 20-something. Yeah, because it was one of those things where they had to get to the salary cap floor and didn't yeah. want to waste their yeah, salary so, cap. I mean, he, I mean he, J.J. Redick, is, he, he's made some solid money in his career for being just doing one thing only. Yeah. Uh, so may, maybe he, if he wants to win a champ, um, you know, if he wants to, you know, he might be frustrated in there um, in Philly. He's, you know, a lot of I could also forward. see J.J. ending up in Brooklyn. He lives there already. He lived there yeah. throughout his whole time with the Sixers. Sure, the only thing is they have a lot, there's a lot of guards there already. That's true. That's true. A lot of guards, but me, yeah, maybe. Because Joe Harris is kind of similar to him. That's the thing. Yeah. But. You're also going to have to pay Joe Harris next year. Yeah. 
maybe you don't want to do that. Um, but well, uh, we actually I, never gave our tenth pick. I got Jackson Hayes going tenth. Yeah, I got Jackson Hayes as well. I don't right. know a ton about Jackson Hayes. I can't lie. I know he went to Texas. I know he's very physical, um, big guy. You know, he's one of the best. Yeah, he's like an um, athletic freak. And he's one of those yeah. kids who started playing. He's like Embiid. He started playing basketball like two weeks ago, and yeah. he's fucking yeah, a top like ten a, pick. Possibly, you know, a little bit like the um, the Jared Allen, also from Texas. Yeah, but um, I mean, yeah. I, I think another guy who really is falling and um, some people's boards is uh, Ryu Hachimaru or whatever his name is. Yeah, he'll probably go in the early team. Like he'll probably go right after that late lottery. Uh, I would love if the Heat got him at twelve. I would love if he got him. I mean, he's really big. He's he's young. He's like six nine, two forty. Uh, he can handle the ball. He can finish. He has post moves. I mean, I mean, I I, I would love if he had hit, got him. I think PJ Washington's another guy outside the eleventh, twelfth pick around there. Um, he had a really good tournament playing up, playing, playing banged up for Kentucky. Yeah, a uh, little bit of a tweener, possibly three or four. Um, anything else draft related? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, those are our picks. Let's, uh, I guess, let's move on to who we think is uh, biggest bust potential. We'll go in the lottery, I guess, based on their draft position. You know, like if the number one pick and the fourteenth pick are both averaging fourteen points a game, clearly yeah. the, the number one pick is worse. Um, I don't know. It's tough. I, I, I think. I mean, I think I, I'm going Cam Reddish, and I think he could go higher than we have him at eighth. I think I could see the Cavs taking him at five. Um, I could see the Cavs, you know. Could the Pelicans take him at four? Pair with Zion. They could do that too. Um, that obviously wouldn't be smart. So, um, yeah, he, there's a chance. I don't think they would, but I mean, I'm sure Zion's telling them to. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they've had him in for a workout. I'm sure they've talked about it. Um, yeah. So I mean, I, I mean, if he goes at four or five, he he definitely has to be in consideration. The only thing that tells me he won't be a full bust is his defensive ability. Um, yeah, he's a big physical guy, uh, strong, hold his position well, good lateral quickness. So I think that's the only reason why he wouldn't be a full like complete bust. Um, I, I mean, other than I mean, it's. I mean, I see a lot of good defensive players here. A lot of the Hunters, the Cullivers, the... Um, you could say a Darius Garland if he went fourth, I think. Um, if he just has... If he just, you know, these injuries continue to bug him. Um, yeah, Garland's yeah, a, great Garland's pick for a that. great pick for that. You know, yeah, because he, cause he... I think I, I saw some of his highlights. He, he worked. He did a workout with LeBron. This is before the Lakers switched the fourth pick. And LeBron, you know, was hoping that, you know, they were likely going to pick him and he would fulfill the point guard need but um obviously the anthony davis trade happened so i mean if he goes four that's that those are you know fourth pick is you know you're expected to still be like an all uh, you know a starter slash you know all-star caliber player um and yeah if he and if he gets banged up injured um you know if he doesn't uh, if he's not right there with rj barrett and you know DeAndre Hunter and all those guys in a few years down the road, he he could be a bust. But I think uh, he he's another guy. He's got a lot of potential, but we haven't seen enough of him. He only played five games last year, and he's going to be a top five pick. Yeah, yeah, possibly. There's so, always a guy like that every year. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Outside of that, I'd got to go with probably the one the the French international kid, just because we don't know anything about him. Yeah. The French league hasn't been the most successful league for pros. Yes, you have Tony Parker. I've never been a big Batum guy, but you know we'll throw him on the positive side. He had good years. Yes, um, he had good years, but yeah, he's. But outside that, like, what are we really talking about? You know, like Boris Diaw, like you know, uh, there's a lot of plus. You know, I've I've sat through the the Nidalekina era, so I'm a little jaded there. But uh, I mean, I've got just based on the unknown, I've got to include him. Um, and Bol Bol too, like we said, you know he's probably the biggest boom bust potential in the in the lottery or in the first round. Um, yeah, I think if he goes in the top ten, I think that's a consideration. But a lot of people have him down low. I've 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 seen him go as low as twenty one. Yeah, I have seen that too. Um, I think I mean, I, and that would in that in that case, that'd be great value. I mean, I mean yeah, for example, Tankathon's got him going twenty one right now to uh, that, Oklahoma the, City. Oh, 
Some, yeah, that I mean that's a flyer. I mean, and that and that that would be a great pick for them. That would be yeah. Because that's he's a he's a Nerlens Noel who's 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 shooting threes at forty percent clip probably in the NBA. I mean, he's he's just lighting it up from three. I mean, his problem is just he needs to. He gets he gets knocked down. He gets he gets knocked down on the floor a lot. Yeah, I mean his his bust potential is purely going to be from an injury standpoint. I don't from have injury, any yeah, yeah injury, I don't have any issue of, with his talent. Right. He just needs he needs strength. He needs he needs milk. He needs he needs he steroids. Just, he needs ster- yeah he needs steroids. How far does Mark McGuire live from Oklahoma City? Or Barry Bonds? Barry Bonds? Where's Barry Bonds juice in these days? I don't know where he is. Where's Mark McGuire? He's not with the Cardinals anymore, right? He got fired a few years ago. Yeah, God, he's locked up in the basement of Congress until he tells the truth. Wait, wait, where is where is he though? I have no idea. I feel like Tampa is a place where those people live. <laughs> yeah, it's very low, low attention. I, I don't. Let's see what let's see what Mark McGuire is up to. Let's see his, his personal life. I bet I bet it's like oh he has these kids and uh, his six kids with five women. McGuire appeared in himself in season in in a show Mad About You. Okay, he's just yeah he's just he's playing himself in a show. That's that's always what you like to see. <laughs> he also provided his voice for an episode of The Simpsons. Okay, he did one episode. Yeah, he's he's doing absolutely nothing. So, um, I don't know. But, um, what other questions do we have? Um, who who uh, outside the lottery um, could be your biggest upside? Based on like, who's your biggest upside potential based on draft position? I guess the reverse of that, of the bust. Um, I think we're. I mean, we got to go with Bull Bull, right? Yeah, I think he's on both sides. He's the one guy that's on both yeah, sides. Yeah, he's the, depending where he goes, but I don't think he's going to go in the top ten. So that's why I. Uh, I think I think he'll definitely. Another another guy, um, I think is interesting. I think is Kevin Porter from USC. Love him. Um, he was on my list yeah. as well. He, he he's like he's not he's been a lot lower than I thought. Very athletic, six five guard. Um, he got hurt and then he and then guard. he came back yeah. sooner than he should have. And he you know he averaged like ten point nine points a game the last like you know five or six games he played, and everyone kind of like fell off on him. I mean, there was for much of the season he was a top six or seven pick. Yeah, I thought I thought he was up there. Yeah, I mean he can shoot. He's very athletic. He's a lefty uh, too. He gets James Harden comparisons left and right. Yeah, um, I'm a big so fan I of his mean, game, though. I I like Kevin Porter. I think if they he's projected in the late teens, early twenties, I think that's a steal for him. I think I'd be I'd be happy picking him anywhere from ten to fifteen. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, who else Who else do you like? Uh, two other names. Uh, one Nasir Little. Uh, he was yes. He he was, he was a lot higher. He was a legend coming into North Carolina. He won the MVP in the Jordan Brand Classic in the mm-hmm. the McDonald's All American game. Um, and then he got to UNC didn't really get his opportunity. He was stuck behind Johnson. Uh, he he came off the bench for most of the year. Led the yeah, ACC in all types of bench stats, scoring. Uh, um, so and at the end of the year, he really started to come into his own. I was impressed with his play in the tournament. Um. I think he can be great. I think if the Heat got him at 13, that would be a steal. I think it's the same with the Celtics. Uh, I could see him going 12 to uh, mm-hmm. the Hornets. Um, but I think, yeah, 12, 13, 14, uh, that's, his, that's his range, and I really like him. I think he could end up being a top six or seven player in this draft. Um, could, I like a guy, in, and this is probably going to go in the second round. I mean, he nothing. I mean, his size will be the question, but um, how about... Carson Edwards in the second round, early second round. I mean, I mean, talk about putting on a show in the NCAA tournament. I don't know if any player, uh, maybe other than John Morant, was better than this kid. I mean, putting up forty what was a forty something in some games. He's only six foot, but he's two hundred. He's built well. Um, he was shooting just absurd. I mean, he if he really won that game for them, he would have knocked out out Virginia if it wasn't for that tip in by um, 
the guy with the yellow hair on Virginia, that last second flipping shot. I mean, yeah. Carson Edwards was like pretty much like the player of the tournament. I mean, if they would have went further and they would have won that game, you have no Virginia championship. You have none of you have no DeAndre Hunter ascending. Um, I don't know. I mean. I know could people compare him to whatever shorter guys haven't made it, Jim or Fredette or whatever. But I mean, I kind of see a little maybe maybe like a Buddy Heald in him, who's really made a very nice career for himself quietly. What is he, seventeen a game now or something? Eighteen a game? He's balling now for Sacramento. I got so, two guys that I see Buddy Heald in. I, I that remind me of Buddy Heald a little bit. Um, but continue. But I mean, the, the I mean, the size at six foot is gonna is is I guess the main reason why he's gonna go in the second round. But he's a pure scorer; he can really light it up, and he's got NBA range. He's got Steph Curry range. He was he was pulling up from the logo in in college, thirty feet, thirty two feet, literally just oh my god, he was. I, he really had me pissed. I had Tennessee winning that game, and then I had Virginia winning that game, and thankfully they did. But. I don't know. Maybe that's a guy like Chicago could go after, take a flyer if they don't take a point guard in the first round. I mean, yeah. What, what's 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 the what's the risk with that? A second round pick. I mean, you have a guy that was one of the best players in college basketball. Yeah. No, it's it's a it's a solid solid choice. My my last two guys are one who who I like. I've always liked him from the beginning of the year, but he struggled this year. Uh, Romeo Langford at Indiana. He's projected right after the lottery. <laughs> 15 16 17 um you know the the pistons the magic um even atlanta if they need another shooting guard uh uh even indiana to pair with victor oladipo indiana kid i think that'd be a great fit um i don't know i think he's really athletic he can he can shoot you know he clearly had some maturing to do this year um he's got to improve his decision making but uh there was a reason he was a, a top five recruit in the country last year. Um, same with Nasir Little. So uh, I, I I don't know. I've always I've always had an affliction to his game, um, and I, I I do see some Buddy healed in him. Um, same type of player. It's a lot of the similar strengths uh, to when they came out or when Healed came out. Um, and I, I think it's going to be similar. His career arch might be similar to Healed. He needs a, he's going to need a year, two, three years to really um, come into his own. But I think. When we sit back and look at this draft four or five years down the line, if he's put in the right situation, Langford could be you know a top ten player in this draft as well. And then my second guy is uh, Tyler Hero out of Kentucky. A lot Ooh, of people, yeah, yeah. a lot of people raving about him. He's projecting the same range as Langford, that fifteen to twenty range. Um, kid can shoot the lights out. Uh, I don't think he missed a free throw from like New Year's Day on. Um, he does have a little bit of size questions. He's got a, one of the only players I've ever seen with a wingspan shorter than his height. I think he's six, seven, six, eight, and his wingspan's like six, five, six, six. Um, so that's a little odd, but, um, people like him a lot. People are saying he's had great workouts. Um, I thought he played great in the tournament. He kind of really carried that Kentucky team, especially when PJ Washington went down for those couple yeah, he games. Played great. Um, really? Yeah. Score. So I, I became a big Tyler hero fan. Uh, in those games, so I, I think getting him at fifteen to eighteen would be a real steal. Um, so yeah, those are my kind of guys that could be really have some potential outside of you know the top ten. Um, but moving on from that, I guess all we have to talk about is potential trades on draft night. Do we see anyone? We've mentioned a little bit. Obviously, the, the Pelicans possibly trading out of four. Um, there was, uh, I think, the Heat purchased a second round pick from the Hawks a little while ago yeah. earlier today um, 44th pick yeah uh, so we'll probably see a lot of those especially um, especially with teams like the Hawks owning you know they had, I think they had six picks this draft before that deal um, Philadelphia's got four or five uh, Boston's got four so there there are plenty of teams with some some draft capital to swing around Um but are there any are there any picks in the in the top ten you see being moved out aside from New Orleans at four? Um, moving out, moving out or moving in. Let's let's cover both sides, I guess. Um, any movement in the top ten outside of New Orleans? Yeah, I mean, um, Wizards don't count because they're already in. I could say 
maybe maybe the Hawks move out. Um, if they can't move up, maybe maybe they don't. They have a few picks. They have they have two picks in the top ten. Um, maybe they trade um, for someone with a little uh, someone they could take some money in. So maybe they'll they'll trade for a veteran um, for someone who wants to get in. Maybe like the Heat at twelve. Um, so that maybe the Heat will tr- Heat will trade in. Maybe they'll drop a few spots. The Heat might like um, they might want someone like uh, Cam Reddish or someone who falls. Um, I don't know. Other than that, I mean, I really, I really see um, the Wizards possibly, um, possibly trading up as well. Um, just because yeah. I, I, I think they need to get an asset in in this draft. I, I think a Pelicans Wizards trade is is possible is what they want to do. I think the fourth pick is really um, where they want. But I don't know. Maybe the Heat. I mean, not just saying because I'm a Heat fan. I mean, maybe they trade. Um, maybe they treat Whiteside or Drogic and move up a few spots. Um, those players don't have great contracts, but it's not like they're not usable, those players in, in correct systems. Um, you know, I mean, do you think, do you think they can move up with, with Hassan Whiteside? I don't know. I mean, apparently, I, I don't know anyone who's going to want that Whiteside deal. He's got deal. one year left. The, to me, the white side deal is something you have to give up assets to get rid of, not the other way around. Even though it's one year to let, like, what do you? He was. I mean, he's still one of the best shot blockers in the NBA, though. I mean, he 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 puts up thirteen and eleven. He he can block a few shots. Uh, I mean, he almost blocked what two and a half shots. He led the NBA in blocks for the first couple months. So, um, uh, my reasoning behind it is it's just it's just a we only, he only has one year left. Yeah, I mean, it certainly makes so, his contract tradable. Last year, it was not tradable. No, yeah. So, um, I don't know. I mean, maybe do you think they could trade Goran Dragic and move up a few spots? Sure, he's in the last year of his deal too, right? Yeah, maybe maybe he'll be more realistic. But I mean, he's still a smart player. Um, he can still get to his spots. Um, European game, make three pointers. I mean. Maybe yeah, his game probably is more. He's probably more of a team-centered system, um, team-centered guy. Buying in wise, doesn't need. I mean, if you if you have, um, if you have, Goran Dragic coming off your bench, that's a really good six man. Um, you know, I mean, he used to be a top ten or twelve point guard at one point um, when he was with the Suns. Obviously not anymore. Um, he had injuries last year, but. Um, you know, I don't know, maybe, you know, maybe, once again, maybe the Hawks. Maybe the Hawks that, you know, maybe they move up a few spots with the Hawks. Maybe they want a, a good veteran, um, you know, for Trey Young coming off the bench. Yeah. So, maybe the Suns. What about uh, Boston moving Suns? up? Maybe Boston, what? Well, maybe Boston gives Boston Atlanta a call. Well. That's, that's a team I just completely forgot about. Um, Three first-round picks. Maybe they send 14 and 20 to Atlanta for 8 or 10. Mm-hmm. That that's that's a good. Or maybe and, they send it to nine. The, the Wizards want to get a couple more assets. You know, double up their their capital, yeah. or double up their picks. You know. Yeah, both those teams and you know the Hawks and the Wizards, they could really do either or. They could move up and and pay a little bit. You know, pay you know pay a little bit of a price, or they can move back and um and you know collect even more picks. But I think with the Hawks is they would. They would at least want to get an uh, NBA veteran, solid starting player. Because um, like, are the are the Hawks going to try and compete this year? They could. Yeah, I mean, it's not the easily I mean, that strong. I mean, they they could because I mean, Collins had a sick year. I don't know if people realize he had like what was he like nineteen and ten a game. He was almost a twenty and ten guy. Yeah. Um, he's really he's the who I wanted the Heat to draft two years ago, of course, and we take the high flying, athletic Bam Abadio who just dunks. Great. <laughs> Great, that's that's great. Um, I was very upset when we didn't draft him. Obviously, I clearly was right about him. Um, but so, I, I mean, I heard her. You know, is good. Trey Young has surprised a lot of people. Um, not myself the most included. What? I said yeah, myself included. I was really low on Trey Young last year. I know. I wasn't. At, I mean, I was kind of middle ground with him. Um, you know, obviously his defense is pretty bad. 
defense is pretty bad, not uncommon with a rookie point guard. But still, what he did the second half of the year was pretty pretty special, pretty impressive. Um, he started yeah, I mean, shooting even, it better from three. He, he can pass well. Um, to even make that, it seems like he has a very good work ethic. Yes. It seems like he really works hard at his game and takes a lot of pride in it. And I think Vince Carter helped him a lot. Um, I think having a veteran presence like him really helped stabilize his game, um, helped give him just veteran leadership. Um, bonus question: Where do we think uh, where do we think Vince Carter signs this year, Mister? Half man, half amazing is going to be coming back for 22, 22 seasons. I mean, we'll we'll see. Um, I have to say, I would love to see him on a contender. I'd love to see him chase a ring. Um, I'd love to see Vince finally get a trophy. Uh, first guy to play in four decades. Um, so that's that. Um, but that will be our draft podcast special for this week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sticking with us. Uh, as always, follow us on all social media accounts. Uh, search Bleacher Fan or Bleacher Fan Sports anywhere, and you'll find us.